Fluoride Presence in water at concentrations of about 3 ppm lead to mottling of teeth. Okay, see. Fluoride must be present in water in an amount which is optimum amount which is 0.5 to about 1.5. Okay, this is the optimum range. If it is less, then it causes some bone and dental problem it is more than 1.5 like up to about 3 ppm then it will cause mottling of teeth therefore correct answer is mottling of teeth higher concentration of fluoride mottling of teeth okay i just said it okay fluoride should be present in water at concentration of uh, which should be better way optimum concentration of not less not much 0.5 to 1.5 ppm should not be less than 0.5 and should not be more than 1.5 okay fluoride should be present in water at a concentration of 0.5 minimum to 1.5 ppm maximum so to carry out fluoridation the compound used is sodium fluoride yes we can use it sodium silico fluoride yes we can use it then hydrofluosilicic acid yes in liquid format we can use this therefore the correct option is all of the above we can carry out fluoridation, fluoridation by using the compounds which are sodium fluoride sodium silicofluoride and hydrofluosilicic acid okay regarding activated carbon what it can do, what activated carbon can do, what are its properties. It can remove color, taste and odor. Yes, I think we saw it previously. Yes, it can remove color, taste and odor. Can activated carbon remove bacteria? No, activated carbon cannot remove bacteria. This is wrong. This is right. It can remove hardness. Can it? No, no, no. Activated carbon cannot remove hardness of water. Therefore, we are ruling out option D all of the above here. Therefore, the only left out option, the only correct option here is A. Activated carbon can remove color, taste and odor. Desalination is done by reverse osmosis. Okay. Reverse osmosis for removal of salt from water is done, can be done. Addition of bone charcoal. No, no, no. Addition of bone charcoal will not remove salt from the water. It is wrong. Addition of lime. See, addition of lime is for softening, not for desalination. Desalination means removal of salt. Salinity is removed from water. The process is known as desalination. No. Addition of lime is not answered. Therefore, what we will do? Obviously, we will chalk out this one. This is wrong. And since these two are wrong, we are left out with the only correct answer which is reverse osmosis. Hmm. In terms of economy, the best method of desalination award goes to which one? Which one? Distillation by multi-stage evaporator. Okay, sounds kind of costly. Freezing. Okay, for freezing we will be needing a freeze. Obviously, freezer will be requiring electricity. Therefore, no solar evaporation okay let's see this electrodialysis okay electrodialysis electricity will be required it will be costly therefore what we are talking about we are talking about desalination desalination can be done by all these four process but specifically when we are talking about economy the best 
the economical the perfect solution is solar evaporation what you will do you will put saline water in pan and you will let the sun do its work okay let draw sun okay yellow color sun is there then what it will be doing it will be causing okay these are sun rays it will be causing the water to evaporate then what will be left out what will be left out salt yes salt will be left out in the pan most economical method of desalination is solar evaporation amongst the given options okay iron and manganese are removed from water by activated carbon no addition of lime no this is about softening therefore none of the above is not the option addition of lime is not the option activated carbon is not the option it is aeration followed by sedimentation and filtration then and only then we can remove iron and manganese first aeration will cause iron and manganese to settle down as precipitate then by sedimentation we will precipitate it down no not precipitate we will make it to settle down and after filtration it will be totally removed therefore iron and manganese are removed from water by aeration followed by sedimentation and filtration as well okay we are at walls which wall we are talking about okay wall used in pipelines that allows water to flow in one direction not the band okay one direction only is called as air relief wall then check wall then score wall then pressure relief wall okay see it is not air relief wall when in pipeline when the pressure increases too much then air need to be removed and then we use air relief wall at such susceptible points okay then score wall we use core wall to get rid of sediments silts from the pipeline pressure relief wall act just same as air relief wall the only difference is it gets rid of excess pressure of water from the pipeline therefore we are left out with check wall and how check wall looks it looks something like this let's say schematically this is a pipeline and we are having a check wall over here okay it is hinged at one point then okay this is the most simple diagrammatic representation we can have okay then it will be having some wall action like this and it will be held up by some point okay now see when water is flowing from this direction then this will open okay since this is hinge this will open in this direction and once water is on this side and flow has stopped then what water will be trying to do it will be trying to go in this direction but now since the wall action is stopped by this stopper over here then this hinge action will not be rotating in this direction therefore it is called as the one way wall or it is called as check wall not air relief not score not pressure relief so function of pressure relief wall is to a is prevent pipe from air pressure damage no for air pressure damage we have a separate wall which is called as air relief wall okay therefore this sounds good but this is not the correct option it is for air then 
कंट्रोल द फ्लो ऑफ वॉटर फ्रॉम पाइप नो इट इज नॉट फॉर कंट्रोलिंग द फ्लो ओके देर फोर वी आर लेफ्ट आउट विथ ऑप्शन बी एंड डी लेट सी इफ बी इज करेक्ट देन देर इज नो नीड फॉर डी एंड इफ बी इज रॉन्ग देन वी विल गो विथ डी प्रिवेंट पाइप फ्रॉम वॉटर प्रेशर डैमेज येस द फंक्शन ऑफ प्रेशर रिलीफ वॉल इज टू प्रिवेंट पाइप फ्रॉम वॉटर प्रेशर डैमेज सी फॉर एग्जाम्पल दिस इज पाइप सेक्शन एंड वी आर हैविंग अ प्रेशर रिलीफ वॉल ओवर हियर ओके इट इज प्रोवाइडेड विथ अ स्प्रिंग एंड द स्प्रिंग हैज इट्स स्टिफनेस इक्वल टू द पाइप प्रेशर ओके द स्प्रिंग हैज स्टिफनेस इक्वल टू द पाइप प्रेशर मीन्स वॉट एवर द वॉटर प्रेशर विच इज सपोज टू बी इनसाइड दिस पाइप सेक्शन इट हैज द सेम स्टिफनेस ओके एंड वेन प्रेशर ऑफ दिस वॉटर इंक्रीजेस मीन्स प्रेशर ऑफ दिस वॉटर गेट्स मोर देन द स्टिफनेस ऑफ द स्प्रिंग देन द स्प्रिंग ओपन्स ओके द स्प्रिंग ओपन्स इन दिस डायरेक्शन एंड वेन द स्प्रिंग ओपन्स लाइक दिस द एक्सेस वॉटर गोज और एस्केप फ्रॉम दिस स्पेसिफिक होल्स प्रोवाइडेड नियर दैट प्रेशर रिलीफ वॉल दिस इज हाउ अ प्रेशर रिलीफ वॉल वर्कस ओके द फंक्शन ऑफ प्रेशर रिलीफ वॉल इज टू प्रिवेंट पाइप फ्रॉम प्रेशर डैमेज and if we would have an ask with function of air relief valve then the answer would be prevention of pipe from air pressure damage okay pressure relief valve water pressure damage correct answer is b okay function of gate wall or sluice wall is to control flow of water yes shut down flow of water yes very yes Divide water mains into suitable section. Yes. See, this gate wall or sluice wall is something like this. Okay. Let's say this is the handle which is used to turn. When we are opening this wall in this direction, then the complete flow is allowed. Okay. When you put it down, you drive it down, then partial flow is allowed. When you put it down completely, it shut down the flow of water. Okay, therefore it is controlling the flow of water. It is shutting down the flow of water, and it also helps to divide water mains into suitable section. Therefore, all these functions are served by the gate wall or sluice wall. That's why the correct option award goes to all of the above. Okay. when water flowing with high velocity inside a pipe encounters sudden closure of valve what happens effect that may occur is known as water blast no water hammer okay pipe burst okay overburden okay overburden is not the not even close to correct answer okay pipe burst is outcome of that phenomenon the effect which takes place causes the pipe burst therefore it is not answer it is outcome okay water blast sounds good but the most technical the most correct the most logical answer here is water hammer okay see if we are having a pipeline like this okay and here we are having a wall and suddenly the open wall is closed or shut down like this then all the mass of water flowing with very very high velocity will be striking or will be impacting its whole energy whole mass onto this wall or or onto the closed section of pipeline which results into large thudding thunderous sound okay see these uh, dashes are representing sound here okay it causes large 
thunderous sound and it may result into pipe burst okay the option was here where it is okay see pipe burst was there and it will cause the pipeline to break or to burst okay this specific phenomenon is called as this effect is called as water hammer and in order to get rid of water hammer what we do we provide a safety equipment on the pipeline which is called as surge tank now see what this surge tank does it has some reserve water okay when the water hammer phenomenon is about or is likely to take place all the mass which is about to hit the closed section this mass gets released into the void present in this surge tank okay this surge tank actually acts as a shock absorber from this water hammer effect okay so back to question when water flowing with high velocity inside a pipe encounters sudden closure of wall effect that may occur is known as water hammer huh which of the following factor is not responsible for pipe corrosion composition of pipe material obviously if you are going with wrong composition which is very susceptible for corrosion then you are welcoming it okay therefore option a is okay soil bacteria yes soil bacteria help for corrosion to start with okay soil bacteria is correct temperature yes temperature changes will cause the corrosion cell to take place over there it will initiate the chemical reaction of corrosion and water pressure see corrosion has nothing to do with water pressure low or high zero or maximum it has nothing to do with pipe corrosion therefore the correct answer is and what we are why we have been asked which of the following is not responsible water pressure is not responsible therefore the correct answer is d okay standard one altitude walls are installed at lines which supply water to esr or stand pipe okay altitude walls are installed at lines which supply water to elevated stand reservoir or stand pipe head loss in pipe can be calculated using we can calculate head loss by manning formula we can calculate head loss by hazen william formula we can calculate head loss by darcy wedgeworth formula therefore we can calculate head loss by all of the above formula therefore correct answer is all of the above head loss can be calculated by manning hazen william and darcy wedgeworth formula okay which one of the following is most economical pumping system no it will require pump system to pump up the water it will be requiring pumps as well as electricity that's why it is not economical gravity system yes all the flow of water from source to conveyance is done by virtue of gravity that is by virtue of slope is there therefore it is economical pumping and gravity combined no since pumping is there cost is there electricity cost is there pumping purchasing cost is there pumping maintenance cost is there pumping handling operation cost is there therefore it is not economical then both b and c is also not the option therefore the perfect answer here is gravity system gravity system is the most economical water distribution system if we would be talking we would have been talking about most practical system then it would be pumping and gravity okay and if 
total slope is available then we should always we should always go with gravity system okay distribution system that can be easily expanded is grid ion system no it is in grid it cannot be easily expanded okay then radial system no radial system can also no 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 it cannot be expanded ring system no okay in the ring system also addition of new connection is not that easy then we have this dead end system how dead end system is see from the source a main pipeline goes then wherever water is required okay wherever water requirements are there we just go on adding the pipe okay we just go on adding this pipe to the network which causes the several ends to be called as dead end this end cannot be further increased or elongated so what we are calling them dead ends okay therefore if we are requiring to increase or to have excess length what we can do we can have a cut a cut section over here then increase it okay till the end consumer last consumer is reach okay therefore the easily expandable distribution system is dead end system okay score wall necessity score walls are needed at large extent in which one grid ion it is no ring system it is no radial system it is no and how we are saying no to all this system let's see what score wall is first okay see when we are talking about score wall score walls are used to get rid of silt and sediment which are settled inside the pipeline let's say this is the pipeline and it will be having some silt or sand settle in it where the slope is low okay at low slope at down points some silt particle siltation will be there now in order to get rid of this silt what we will have to do we will have to provide some opening over there and now what this core walls are doing these are acting as opening which we can use to get rid of this silts and sand open it get rid of sand siltation then close it okay and now this problem silting problem specifically persist in dead end system since dead end system is something like this we just saw it okay in grid ion system the whole circuit is closed whatever the silting problem is whatever the silts are there they get distributed they do not accumulate at a specific point if even if it is grid ion system or ring system or radial system since the pipeline is in circuit the problem of siltation is not anywhere in there okay the only type of system which has siltation problem is dead end system that's why we require the score walls over there okay ring system of water distribution is suitable for it has nothing to do with small or large cities okay therefore the we are having two options left out well planned city and cities growing in haphazard manner see when we are having a city which is growing in haphazard manner then the most suitable the most feasible practical viable option is dead end system okay have a dead end system and let the city grow in any manner just keep on adding the pipes till the last consumer is reached okay even after that you are requiring pipes and you need to supply water then just go on adding the pipe but if we are having a planned city means a properly planned city or urban area which has sectors like this then only at that city we can have 
a ring system of water distribution therefore the correct answer is ring system of water distribution is suitable for well planned city okay in intermittent system of water supply what happens see first of all intermittent means at specific time of the day means at specific time of the day water will be supplied let's say at 6 am water is being supplied okay this kind of system is known as intermittent system of water supply and if the water supply is done for round the clock or 24/7 then it is called as continuous system of water supply now let's see what are the problem faced by intermittent system of water supply tendency of domestic storage of water increases yes it is the obvious tendency since the people the consumer is not having a continuous supply that's why the obvious tendency is to store the water for is day use or for the future use okay therefore option a is correct pollution in supplies may take place obviously the pipeline is not in continuous run the pipeline may get damaged it will be having some polluted water or waste water entering in it therefore pollution in supplies may take place it is a possibility more staff is required for operation yes to open the valve to close the valve to fill up the esr that supplies water to the specific area for doing all these jobs we require some staff therefore option c is also correct therefore in intermittent system of water supply all these problems persist therefore all of the above answer is correct here in which type of distribution system area is divided into district and each district has its own esr okay let's say the whole area is divided into a district and each district has its own esr and from that esr the consumers get or the consumer gets supplied with water this kind of system is seen in radial system okay not grid iron not dead end not ring system okay having esr for its own district is done in radial system in case of fire outbreak agar aag lag jati hai to which following system may fail gravity system no it has nothing to do with the fire hazard okay since no pump is there no operation of pump is there no operation means no electricity requirement for the pump is there no electricity means no danger from fire fire may break down the electricity system or power supply system since no power supply system is there therefore no tension for fire outbreak okay therefore combined gravity and pumping system okay combined gravity and pumping system what we do in combined gravity and pumping system is we have a and esr okay we use pump to fill this water and in case fire outbreak takes place we have stored water in this esr even the pumping system gets burnt out in fire outbreak we still have water to extinguish the fire okay therefore this system failure not possible okay therefore the only thing here which is totally reliant on 
electricity power supply is the pumping system and when fire outbreak is taking place the electricity the power supply system may also fail therefore this pumping system may also fail therefore we will not be having any water to extinguish the water therefore the whole fire outbreak scenario will get worsen here therefore in case of fire outbreak the system that may perfectly fail is pumping system continuous water supply system okay continuous water supply system provides fresh water at all the time yes round the clock 24/7 365 it provides fresh water it leads to water wastage in more amount yes see when we are having continuous water supply the obvious tendency of consumer is to be reluctant regarding water uses the water uses obviously increase and see another case is a pipeline is having continuous water supply and in case it the pipeline is burst okay then for 24/7 till the in charges till the system which is responsible for maintenance of those pipeline is not reaching the water starts wasting itself okay sara ka sara pani kharab ho jayega okay and third option is saying it eliminate the needs of domestic storage of water see in intermittent type of water supply system the consumer had tendency to store the water for its day use but since continuous water supply system is there domestic water storage is not at all required is not that much required therefore the correct option is option d since all the options a b and c are sounding correct okay continuous water supply system provide fresh water at all the time lead to water wastage in more amount and eliminate the need of domestic storage of water okay pressure filters have filtration rate see pressure filters are used where we require high flow rate okay when we have to serve more population more quantity of water then we go for pressure filters and in rapid sand filter that is rsf and in slow sand filter we are not making use of any pressure technique that's why since when we are requiring more amount of water then we are going for pressure filter therefore obviously then the filtration rate will be more than rapid sand filter and slow sand filter therefore the correct answer is option c it has filtration rate more than rsf and ssf respectively or both disinfection it takes place by following mechanism okay disinfection means we are going to kill the microorganism then the microorganism can be killed by various this ways various options see damage to cell wall of microorganism yes microorganism will suffer death alteration of cell permeability or colloidal nature of cell protoplasm okay because of this also this doesn't sound good for the microorganism obviously it is going to die alteration of cell permeability or colloidal nature of cell protoplasm this will definitely cause death of that microorganism then inactivation of critical enzyme system of microorganism okay you are causing harm to the enzyme system means you are causing harm to the food digestion system of that microorganism therefore obviously it is going to suffer death therefore since a is right b is right c is right all of the above options are right okay disinfection takes place by all these mechanism or one or more mechanisms okay following is not a 
केमिकल मेथड ऑफ डिसइंफेक्शन ओके लेट्स फर्स्ट सी विच वन आर केमिकल मेथड्स ऑफ डिसइंफेक्शन मेटल आयन डिसइंफेक्शन आयन इज देयर देयरफॉर केमिकल मस्ट बी इन्वॉल्व देयरफॉर मेटल ओके वी हिड द एल ओके दिस इज मेटल आयन डिसइंफेक्शन दिस इज राइट दिस इज केमिकल वन अल्कली एंड एसिड डिसइंफेक्शन ऑब्वियसली वी रिक्वायर केमिकल्स फॉर अल्कलीज एंड एसिड दीज आर केमिकल इटसेल्फ मोर देन बीइंग केमिकल ओके देन डिसइंफेक्शन बाय सरफेक्टेंट सरफेस एक्टिव एजेंट्स दीज आर केमिकल्स सरफेक्टेंट्स आर केमिकल्स देन इरेडिएशन बाय अल्ट्रावायलेट लाइट ओके अल्ट्रावायलेट लाइट और लाइट फॉर्मेट इज नॉट अ केमिकल देयर फॉर द करेक्ट आंसर इज व्हिच इज नॉट अ केमिकल मेथड ऑफ डिसइंफेक्शन इज ऑप्शन डी ओके फॉर प्राइवेट बिल्डिंग इंस्टीट्यूशन एंड स्विमिंग पूल्स मेथड ऑफ डिसइंफेक्शन अडॉप्टेड इज एक्सेस लाइम ट्रीटमेंट नो इट इज नॉट फिजिबल इट विल कॉज सम प्रेसिपिटेड ओवर देयर therefore for swimming pool it is not feasible then therefore this is wrong ultraviolet irradiation this is costly but it does not cause any precipitate to form in water therefore it is very very suitable for private building institutions and swimming pool now let's see op option c potassium permanganate treatment no it will have the color change because of reaction with potassium permanganate then disinfection by heat see this is not on not just not feasible it is not even practical you cannot just heat the water and provide it to private building institute or swimming pool you won't uh, would you like uh, hot water in swimming pool no therefore disinfection by heat is not feasible is not viable is not practical and even not economical therefore option d is wrong therefore the most correct option even though it is costly it is ultraviolet irradiation we pass the layer of water through ultraviolet light which causes the disinfection of water standard question bleaching powder contains chlorine at about bleaching powder contains chlorine at about 30 to 40% remember this bleaching powder chlorine kitna 30 to 40% See, chlorine can be applied as disinfectant in which formats? Okay, which formats? Hypochlorites. Yes, very correct. Chloramines. Okay, chloramines is also correct. Free, free, not free. Free chlorine gas. Yes, this is also correct. Therefore, the option is D. Any of A, B, and C. Hmm. Free residual chlorination is also known as double chlorination. nope pre chlorination nope post chlorination nope yes break point break no no not point break point chlorination okay let's have a glance uh, what break point chlorination is see when we are uh, okay i am drawing the graph over here okay when we are applying chlorine then it its quantity in water goes on increasing and at the break point at a point the whole chlorine in water gets consumed okay then the extra chlorine starts reappearing in the water okay no not this much the extra chlorine gets reappeared and this residual chlorine is known as break point chlorination means at the break point the chlorine is getting consumed and the excess chlorine gets reappeared okay it appear again in the water for 
प्रोटेक्टिव मेजर फॉर प्रिवेंशन ऑफ एनी फ्यूचर कंटेमिनेशन ओके प्रिवेंशन ऑफ एनी फ्यूचर कंटेमिनेशन दैट्स वाई वी कैरी आउट ब्रेक पॉइंट क्लोरिनेशन ओके प्री रेसिडल क्लोरिन इज ऑब्जर्व इन ब्रेक पॉइंट क्लोरिनेशन ओनली नॉट इन प्री नॉट इन पोस्ट नॉट इन डबल रेसिडल क्लोरिन इन वॉटर कैन बी डिटरमाइंड बाय यूजिंग विच टेस्ट ओके विच टेस्ट ऑर्थोटोली डाइंग ओके लेट मी रीड इट अगेन ऑर्थोटोली डाइंग टेस्ट हेफनर टेस्ट विंकलर्स टेस्ट एनी ऑफ ए बी एंड सी ओके आई डोंट नो अबाउट हेफनर आई हैवेंट हर्ड दिस देर फॉर दिस इज रॉन्ग ओके विंकलर्स टेस्ट ऑब्वियसली इट इज यूज फॉर डिटर्मिनेशन ऑफ ओ टू मोर लाइक डिजॉल्ड ऑक्सीजन इन वॉटर देर फॉर द ऑप्शन रिमेनिंग इज ऑर्थोटिली डाइंग टेस्ट रेसिडियल क्लोरिन इन वॉटर कैन बी डिटरमाइन बाय यूजिंग ऑर्थोटली डाइंग टेस्ट डी क्लोरिनेशन इज डन बाय सोडियम इज पक्का पक्का ओके डी क्लोरिनेशन इज डन बाय सोडियम समथिंग ओके इट इज नॉट सोडियम क्लोराइड एनएसियल नो नो इट इज नॉट सोडियम क्लोराइड नॉट सोडियम सल्फेट therefore option d is getting ruled out all of the above is not the answer okay therefore the answer is standard chemical which is used for dechlorination is sodium thiosulfate okay remember this sodium thiosulfate for dechlorination okay disinfection efficiency of chlorine is best at fill in the blank ph and fill in the blank temperature of water okay the options are low high low high okay these are varying options see let's first see how chlorine perform at ph and temperature see when ph is low okay when ph is low then the effective compound from from chlorine is hcl okay hcl is one of the effective compound of chlorine which has best disinfection property okay therefore when we are having low ph then this hcl compound is very dominant therefore option a and option d sounds good we are cutting here we are eliminating b and c then we are at temperature of water when temperature of water is high then chlorine has high susceptibility high chances of carrying out disinfection therefore high temperature is helping chlorine to spread or to act as an disinfectant therefore temperature of water which is desired during disinfection by chlorine is high therefore the correct answer is a disinfection efficiency of chlorine is best at low ph and high temperature of water hmm temporary hardness and permanent hardness can be removed from water by fill in the blank and fill in the blank respectively options given are boiling addition of lime addition of lime lime soda process boiling silver nitrate and addition of lime boiling okay the correct answer here is addition of lime and lime soda process when you are adding lime to the water then its temporary hardness gets reduced okay or removed and when we are carrying out the whole lime soda process then permanent hardness of per permanent hardness of water gets reduced okay therefore the answer is addition of lime for temporary and lime soda process for permanent hmm zeolite method of 
वॉटर सॉपनिंग इज सुटेबल फॉर हाईली टर्बिड वॉटर नो इट अफेक्ट दैट जिओलाइट बेड देन स्लच फॉर्मिंग प्रोसेस नो इट विल ऑल्सो अफेक्ट द जिओलाइट बेड एंड इट जिओलाइट बेड इज वेरी कॉस्टली देन सुटेबल फॉर एसिडिक वॉटर नो इट विल हेम्पर इट विल हर्ट द जिओलाइट बेड देर फोर डी इज रॉन्ग बी इज रॉन्ग ए इज रॉन्ग The remaining option, which is left out, is suitable where water quality is fluctuating. Since zeolite method accommodates itself with the water softening process, where water quality is fluctuating, okay. Therefore, the correct answer is zeolite method of water softening is suitable where water quality fluctuates. Okay, this one is standard. Zeolite bed can be regenerated by using NaCl solution. That is salt solution. Okay, what we what do we call it? Sodium chloride. Sodium chloride solution. Zeolite bed can be regenerated by using sodium chloride solution. Another question for zeolite itself. Boiling method will not cause zero hardness water. Lime soda will not cause zero hardness water. Therefore, all of the above is not the option. Therefore, option is B. If we use zeolite method, then we can have zero hardness water. Okay, therefore zero hardness water can be rendered by using zeolite method only amongst the given options. Hmm, which of the following method of water softening is most economical? Okay, see, ah, uh, let's say option D. It is saying all are equal in terms of economy. No, since we are having this word, zeolite. it is not cheap it is not economical zeolite is very costly means of water softening therefore option a is getting cut okay deionization method is also a costly means of softening the water therefore we are left out with the simple chemical lime soda okay the most economical method of softening the water or treating the water for its softening purpose is lime soda okay fill in the blank requires recarbonation of water after it has taken place okay see we do not require zeolite water softening process to undergo recarbonation then we do not even require recarbonation after deionization of water softening therefore option c option a are getting eliminated therefore obviously option d is getting eliminated c therefore we are left out with option b lime soda water softening process okay now in this recarbonation process what we are doing after we have softened the water by using lime soda we are introducing carbon dioxide as the final stage since the lime soda as softening process in order to convert carbonate into bicarbonate and thereby to stabilize the solution against precipitation of carbonate we are diffusing the carbon dioxide gas which is called as recarbonation okay therefore remember this Lime soda water softening process is then followed by recarbonation. Hmm. Lime soda process is suitable for turbid and acidic water. Yes, it is suitable. It has bactericidal effect. Okay, it kills bacteria along with the softening purpose. Okay, it is cost effective. Obviously, it is very cheaper than zeolite method than deionization method yes it is also good therefore all of the work goes good a b c is good therefore lime soda process 
has possesses has or possesses all these three properties that's why all of the above is the correct answer here okay they are talking about disadvantages no disadvantage of lime soda process see it decreases ph of water no it is not the disadvantage it cannot be used for very hard water see if very hard water is there then ex then use excess amount of lime soda no therefore this is not the answer c is getting ruled out a is getting ruled out now let's see option b it creates sludge precipitate yes this is the problem okay when you are adding lime soda to the water which is to be softened then the sludge precipitate will be at the bottom which needs to be removed and this is a hectic process and this is thereby the disadvantage of lime soda process therefore the correct answer is option b it is disadvantageous because it creates precipitate copper sulfate is used to remove color and odor of water yes copper sulfate is used for removal of color and odor then control the growth of algae in water yes when algae infested pond is there when then we add copper compound specifically copper sulfate it removes hardness no this is wrong copper sulfate does not remove hardness therefore the most correct option here is a and b copper sulfate is used to remove color and odor and for control of growth of algae in water bodies okay color taste and odor can be removed by by use of chlorine dioxide yes this three parameter can be controlled ozonization perfect color taste and odor can be controlled or removed then treatment by activated carbon yes activated carbon gets rid of color taste and odor of water therefore the most correct option goes d it goes to d in comparison with sedimentation with coagulation plain sedimentation has okay in comparison with sedimentation with coagulation plain sedimentation has and the options are more detention time more overflow rate less dt more overflow equal dt more overflow more dt less overflow and we know that when plain sedimentation is there it is not being assisted with coagulation the detention time requirements will be more okay therefore the most correct options here are a and d no equal detention time no less detention time obviously plain sedimentation requires more detention time for it to work okay then since coagulation assistance is not there the rate of flow will be kept less okay overflow rate will be kept less not more overflow rate plain sedimentation has less overflow rate as compared with sedimentation with coagulation therefore the most correct answer here is option d in comparison with sedimentation with coagulation plain sedimentation has more detention time and less overflow rate okay now we are at type of settling in water treatment what are the kind of settling which are observed or encountered okay there are four types type 1 2 3 and 4 okay the first type is known as discrete settling the particle settles by its own weight then type 2 is 
flocculent settling okay the particle assumes group and then they start settling type 3 is hindered settling okay since population of particle increases then the settlement process gets hindered and then part 4 or zone 4 it is compression settling okay the population the density of settling particle increases so much that compression zone is experienced over there and in water treatment we come up with two types of settling only which is flocculent and discrete okay therefore the correct answer here is type 1 and 2 discrete settling and flocculent settling okay in the process of filtration which of the following actions take place and we are provided with four options in which mechanical settling is given electrolytic action is there sedimentation is provided and biological action is provided okay and we are having four options comprises of these various actions see when filtration is taking place let's say we are observing the filter in a microscope level okay see this let's say one of the pore present in filter see when this filtration process starts then the particles start accumulating in this small pore okay therefore the effective pore size or the effective hole size or the effective void present here reduces therefore the effectiveness of filtration goes on increasing therefore this specific specific phenomenon is called as mechanical straining okay straining action has taken place first the pore was like this then because of the impurities the pore size got reduced and the effectiveness of filtration has gone increasing okay then sedimentation take place see this tiny pore then acts as a small or a micro sedimentation tank okay the micro particles which are very very less than the impurities that, that are getting clogged in the pore start settling in these small holes okay therefore sedimentation action also takes place then biological action obviously the filter is catching organic as well as non organic or inorganic filter uh, impurities over here therefore a film gets produced over here which causes biological action also and since the particles which are getting trapped have some charges over them therefore if positive charges particles are trapped here then they obviously will attract negatively charged particle and hence the whole process of filtration takes place by virtue of all these four actions which are mechanical straining sedimentation biological action and electrolytic action therefore the correct answer is option d the process of filtration takes place by virtue of mechanical straining sedimentation biological action and electrolytic action as well another standard question detention time for plain sedimentation tank is 4 to 8 hours remember this for plain sedimentation tank the dt detention time is 4 to 8 hours in the top layer of sand in filter a layer of algae bacteria and protozoa form is known as okay biolayer sounds good biomat sounds good smudge deck garnet layer no garnet layer is something else it is not the layer of bacteria or algae or protozoa okay the correct answer is smudge deck okay 
दिस इज द जर्मन वर्ड फॉर डर्ट लेयर ओके स्मार्ट डेक मीन्स डर्ट लेयर ओके इज इट इज जर्मन वर्ड ओके अनदर स्टैंडर्ड क्वेश्चन यूनिफॉर्मिटी कोइफिशियंट ऑफ सैंड यूज इन स्लो सैंड फिल्टर इज थ्री टू फाइव ओके यूनिफॉर्मिटी कोफिशियंट ऑफ सैंड यूज इन स्लो सैंड फिल्टर इज थ्री टू फाइव ओके अनदर स्टैंडर्ड क्वेश्चन इफेक्टिव साइज ऑफ सैंड फॉर स्लो सैंड फिल्टर एंड रैपिड सैंड फिल्टर इज पॉइंट टू टू पॉइंट थ्री एम एम इट इज फॉर स्लो सैंड फिल्टर एंड पॉइंट फोर फाइव टू पॉइंट सेवन इट इज फॉर रैपिड सैंड फिल्टर ओके द इफेक्टिव साइजेस आर फॉर स्लो सैंड फिल्टर इट इज पॉइंट टू टू पॉइंट थ्री एम एम एंड फॉर रैपिड सैंड फिल्टर इट इज पॉइंट फोर फाइव टू पॉइंट सेवन एम एम द करेक्ट आंसर इज ऑप्शन बी इन स्लो सैंड फिल्टर मीडिया इज क्लीन बाय रिप्लेसिंग कंप्लीट मीडिया बाय न्यू मीडिया वॉक इट इज नॉट एट ऑल कॉस्ट इफेक्टिव वेरी वेरी रॉन्ग then scraping of sand layer okay this can be done hmm? backwashing see backwashing is the process it is used by rapid sand filter okay in which 2 to 4% of already treated water by the rsf itself is used for backwashing along with compressor okay backwashing is the concept used in rapid sand filter okay press and option d is saying placing fresh media over old media no If we keep doing this, then the filter media of slow sand filter will get increased. Okay, it will get it will get increasing in thickness. Then effectiveness of slow sand filter will never be justified. Okay, therefore the correct answer is scraping of sand layers. Okay, the clog layer gets scraped off manually. The option correct option for this question in slow sand filter media is cleaned by. Scraping of sand layers. Another standard question: Filtration rate in slow sand filter is okay. It is hundred to two hundred liter per hour per square meter. Remember this: hundred to two hundred, sow se doso. Hmm. Compared. to rapid sand filter slow sand filter has and we are talking about filtration rate and bacterial removal efficiency obviously if it is slow sand filter the filtration rate will be low therefore we will be talking about option b and option d only high filtration rate no no the name itself is suggesting slow sand filter How about high filtration rate will be there? Okay, nothing about high filtration rate. Option A is gone. Option C is gone. Okay. Now another bacterial removal efficiency. C. Since the filtration rate is slow, the bacterial removal efficiency opportunity. Okay, opportunity is high for slow slow sand filter, which is about ninety eight to ninety nine percent. Okay. Four to five percent more than rapid sand filter. Therefore, compared to rapid sand filter, slow sand filter has low filtration rate and high bacterial removal efficiency. Option D gets eliminated or ruled out. Okay, talking about bacterial removal efficiency, and we have the same question here. Under normal condition, 
स्लो सैंड फिल्टर रिमूव बैक्टीरिया अबाउट 98 टू 99% ओके 98 टू 99% व्हिच इज वेरी वेरी हाई स्लो सैंड फिल्टर इज सूटेबल वी आर बीइंग आस्क अबाउट सूटेबिलिटी ऑफ स्लो सैंड फिल्टर ओके ऑप्शंस आर पॉपुलेशन इज लेस एरिया लार्ज लार्ज एरिया इज अवेलेबल पॉपुलेशन इज हाई इनिशियल कॉस्ट इज चीप कंसर्न स्किल्ड लेबर इज अवेलेबल लेस लैंड इज अवेलेबल सी फॉर स्लो सैंड फिल्टर एरिया रिक्वायरमेंट्स आर हाई एंड इट डजंट रिक्वायर दैट मच स्किल्ड लेबर देयरफॉर वी आर रूलिंग आउट दिस टू ऑप्शंस लेस लैंड स्किल्ड लेबर ओके देन सिंस द रेट ऑफ फिल्ट्रेशन बाय सैंड फिल्टर व्हिच इज स्लो सैंड फिल्टर इज लो देन इट कैनॉट सर्व हाई पॉपुलेशन देयरफॉर द बी ऑप्शन इज गॉन obviously by the method of elimination we have come to option a which is population is less and large area is available since rate of filtration by slow sand filter is low therefore it can serve less population and the area requirements of slow sand filter are high and where large area is available we can easily accommodate slow sand filter therefore option a is correct another standard question Uniformity coefficient of sand used in rapid sand filter is 1.3 to 1.7 remember this 1.3 to 1.7 is the uniformity coefficient of sand which is used in rapid sand filter hmm standard one rate of filtration in rapid sand filter is remember this 3000 to 6000 liter per hour per square meter rate of filtration of rapid sand filter is 3000 to 6000 it is range 3000 to 6000 liter per hour per square kilometer no 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 square meter not kilometer sorry okay it is similar to the previous question we just saw as compared with slow sand filter rapid sand filter okay it is uh, talking about area and filtration rate okay obviously the name is suggesting when it is rapid sand filter the rate of filtration will obviously be high therefore we are ruling out this option okay we will start from right to left lower filtration rate we are going to cut therefore option b has got eliminated lower filtration rate from option d is not applicable therefore we are ruling out possibility of option d therefore we are left out with option a and c let's see what option a is saying requires large area has high filtration rate we just saw large area requirement is for slow sand filter it is not for rapid sand filter therefore what we will do we will chalk out this option a okay therefore we are left out with option c let's see if it is most correct or not as compared with slow sand filter rapid sand filter has requires small area yes has high filtration okay right done done as compared with slow sand filter rapid sand filter requires small area area requirements are very less but has very high filtration rate and obviously that's why it will be serving a large population okay which is not covered here okay another standard more like standard question amount of wash water required for rapid sand filter from its filtered water is 2 to 4% okay 
whatever the amount of water the rapid sand filter has treated or filtered not treated filtered then it takes 2 to 4 percent of the filtered water itself means it is consuming what it is producing and it is then mixed with compressor and then backwashing process is done for getting the filter media clean okay the answer is 2 to 4 percent okay this one we just saw recently saw okay method of cleaning of media of rapid sand filter is do not think just tick this backwashing what we do backwash with what 2 to 4 percent of the filtered water by the rapid sand filter itself along with compressed air okay the method of cleaning of media of rapid sand filter is backwashing scrapping of sand is done in slow sand filter replacement of media is done when the media is has gone totally useless it is not done periodically uh, frequently okay addition of new media over new media. no no it is not done okay the method of cleaning of rapid sand filters media is backwashing and for slow sand filter we scrap off the sand layers hmm. now we are talking about filter troubles insufficient washing of sand grains of rapid sand filter leads to formation of mud wall air binding sand boils and sand leakage okay see air binding takes place when the air is trapping air is being trapped in between the sand particle let's say if these are sand particle and air is being trapped in between then it is called as air binding the particles are being bound by air okay then sand boil okay when the filter media sand is getting displaced by the water jets it is called as sand boil then sand leakage if you are not putting or if you are not having gradation of filter media then sand gets leaked through the gravel place okay see there are number of layers in which fine sand is there coarse sand is there gravels are there and if it is not put in order of gradation then sand may get leaked into the gravel therefore the proper gradation is must okay see when we are not washing the sand grains then the filtered dirt or the filtered mud is getting stuck to the sand particle which leads to formation of mud balls therefore the correct answer is when we are not washing sand grains properly then it is leading to formation of mud balls okay these are another troubles air binding is something else sand ball is something else and sand leakage is something else which has nothing to do with washing of sand grains okay the correct answer is option a okay sand leakage trouble in filter can be avoided by okay providing gravel above fine sand no when we are providing fine sand then then why we will be putting gravel over there okay no this is not right this is wrong properly proportioning the media yes this is correct properly proportioning the media means first we will be keeping fine sand then we will be keeping coarser sand particles then we will be keeping gravels then we will be having large gravel over there this is called as properly proportioning the media means whatever media is there it is placed in accordance to their size smaller first coarser or larger later okay in upper layer to lower layer from upper layer to lower layer we will be having particle size distribution as finer particles at upper layers and coarser particles at lower layer therefore the possibility of option c gets ruled out because option a is wrong 
D is wrong. Therefore, properly proportioning the media is the correct answer for sand leakage trouble in filter. Excess hmm. negative head in the rapid sand filter leads to formation of mud wall. No, it is the problem that arises due to insufficient washing of sand grain. Then air winding. Okay, let's see this clogging of filter bed. Okay. This is the phenomenon that exists after air binding. Okay, this is not the outcome of excessive negative head. Then sand jetting. Okay, sand jetting is something else. Now see, when air binding is taking place, it means because of negative head, trapping of air takes place. Okay, since negative head is there, air gets trapped. That's why negative head is created, and this trapped air causes the particle. to have air particles along with them okay not air particle air bubbles along with them and this causes resistance to flow therefore excess negative head and air binding are the products of side products of each other therefore excessive negative head in sand filter leads to air binding and more air binding there will be there then more excessive negative head will be generated okay therefore the correct answer is option b okay the question is about pH of water can be measured by the first option is colorimetric method and second one is electrometric method see when we use the litmus paper okay and we dip it in a solution if the solution is acidic and the litmus paper being dip is blue then the blue litmus paper turns red okay the blue litmus paper will turn red when it is dip in an acidic solution okay and when we are having a basic solution or base solution and a red litmus paper is dipped in it then it turns into blue okay it is what colorimetric test okay and various colored solution may be used to determine the ph of water okay this is what colorimetric test now in electrometric test we have a probe which has some sensor to it okay when the probe is dipped into the solution then it indicates the value of ph digitally okay it is the electrometric test therefore both colorimetric and electrometric test is the correct answer for measurement of ph of water therefore the most correct answer here is both a and b ph of water can be measured by colorimetric test and electrometric test as well okay the question is saying phenolic compounds in water can be determined by okay amino antipyrin method is used for determination of phenolic compound option a is right gibbs colorimetric method is used for determination of phenolic compound this is also right now see nestler's method is there we use nestler's method for determination of this compound which is ammonia or nh Four. Okay. Therefore, this is not the correct answer. And the in last at the last we are having option D, both A and B. Yes, amino antibiotic method is right. Gibbs colorimetric method is right. Therefore, phenolic compounds in water can be determined by both A and B. Therefore, D, both A and B is the correct answer. Okay. Let's move to next question. Hmm. EDTA method or EDTA solution is used. in determination of okay option a is dissolved oxygen do option b is hardness option c is iron 
ऑप्शन डी इज क्लोरिंग ओके वेल नोन प्रोसीजर इडिटी सोल्यूशन मेथड दैट इज इथिलीन डायमाइन टेट्राएसिटिक एसिड ओके इथिलीन डायमाइन टेट्राएसिटिक एसिड मेथड इज यूज फॉर डिटर्मिनेशन ऑफ हार्डनेस ओके इडिटीए हार्डनेस रिमेम्बर दिस इडिटीए हार्डनेस ओके विंकलर्स मेथड इज यूज टू डिटरमाइन हाइड्रोजन डिजोल्ड ऑक्सीजन नाइट्रोजन एंड अल्ब्यूमिनॉइड नाइट्रोजन ओके विंकलर्स मेथड इज यूज फॉर डिटर्मिनेशन ऑफ डीओ इन वॉटर ओके रिमेंबर दिस विंकलर्स मेथड डीओ देर फॉर करेक्ट आंसर इज बी नॉट हाइड्रोजन नो नाइट्रोजन नो अल्ब्यूमिनाइड नाइट्रोजन इट इज डीओ विंकलर्स मेथड इज यूज फॉर डिटर्मिनेशन ऑफ डिजोल्ड ऑक्सीजन blue baby disease that is methemoglobinemia is caused in infant due to presence of fill in the blank in water okay the blue baby disease is caused when the water which is being drunk by babies is having nitrates in it okay remember this nitrates okay these are the another form of nitrogen nitrites albumin and nitrogen ammonium but the nitrate is the responsible factor for this disease which is blue baby disease or methemoglobinemia what happens in blue baby disease is when the infant or when the baby is drinking a water which has high nitrate content then the body's ability to carry hemoglobin okay the blood's ability to carry hemoglobin along with it decreases and the skin starts appearing bluish that's why the name blue baby disease and technical name is methemoglobinemia okay it is caused by nitrates in water okay pollution by fecal contamination of water is indicated by whenever water is contaminated by fecal matter the most common indicator is e coli okay if you run test and if you find traces of e coli in it it is the indicator of pollution by fecal contamination or it is the fecal contamination of water is has taken place okay hmm bacteria that can survive temperature range of 40 degree celsius to 60 degree celsius are called as and we are having options cyclophilic bacteria mesophilic bacteria thermophilic bacteria and pyrophilic bacteria okay let's see what these bacterias are one by one see cyclophilic bacterias are the one which can survive cold temperatures okay the bacteria that can survive colder temperatures are called as cyclophilic bacteria then mesophilic bacterias are the one that can survive room temperature which may be from 20 degree celsius to 30 degree celsius okay then thermophilic bacteria is there thermophilic bacteria is the one which survive temperature range of 40 degree celsius to 60 degree celsius where other bacterias cannot survive this specific thermophilic bacteria can survive this range of temperature which is higher than even human body temperature okay this is 40 degree celsius to 60 degree celsius therefore bacteria that can survive temperature range of 40 degree celsius to 60 degree celsius are called as thermophilic bacteria okay now next let's move to next question bacteria that can live 
with or without oxygen are known as okay let's see what the options are saying see aerobic bacteria are the one is the one which has to live only in this oxygen presence it can live not has to live it can live in presence of oxygen only then anaerobic bacteria is there which can sustain without oxygen okay anaerobic is the one which can sustain without oxygen then we are having mesophilic bacteria actually mesophilic is the term associated with temperature sustenance okay it is regarding whether the bacteria can sustain a specific range of temperature or not okay therefore option d is remaining which is facultative bacteria yes the answer is facultative bacteria which means this bacteria can live with or without oxygen okay it doesn't matter whether oxygen is present or not it can sustain in presence of oxygen also and in absence of oxygen also therefore name facultative the correct answer is d facultative bacteria sporing and non sporing bacteria occur in okay sporing and non sporing bacteria occur in soil okay the answer is soil now sporing sporing means it is the formation by bacteria which is a dormant or tough or non reproductive structure produced by some bacteria okay it is called as spores or the bacteria which produce spore are called as sporing okay both this sporing and non sporing bacteria occur in soil only okay the origins of this sporing and non sporing bacteria results to or marks towards soil okay the answer is soil see coliform test having three stages that is presumptive test confirmed test and completed test is done in membrane filter technique mft multiple tube fermentation technique mtft and mpn technique which is most probable number and option d is none of the above okay now see in multiple tube fermentation technique we are carrying out all these three stages which are presumptive then confirm and then completed these three stages are used in multiple tube fermentation technique okay the correct answer is mtft typhoid fever is caused by the given options are salmonella typhi salmonella paradipi a and streptococci and all of these okay typhoid fever is caused by salmonella typhi okay now see salmonella paradipi a causes paratypoid okay salmonella paradipi causes para typhoid okay then this streptococci is the name of bacteria organism which is a gram positive aerobic organism okay it has nothing to do with typhoid fever okay salmonella typhi is for typhoid salmonella paradipi a is for paratypoid therefore the correct answer here is salmonella typhi another standard question in bacterial test of water mpn that is most probable number should be the answer is standard 
less than one per hundred ml. Okay, less than one, less than one per hundred ml. Okay, in bacterial test of water, most probable number should be always less than one per hundred ml. See, warm that may occur in water are nematodes. Okay, nematodes are round worms. Nematodes are round worms. Then flatworm. Obviously, the name is suggesting flatworm may be flat. Okay, something like this. Okay, these are flatworms. Round worm may be looking something like this tubular structure. And rotifers. Rotifers are like hair-like bacteria are there. Hair-like organisms are there. Okay, and all these bacteria. Oh, sorry. All these worms occur in water. Okay, they are present in water. Rotifers are there. Flatworm may be there. Nematodes may be there. Or roundworm may be there. Therefore, all of these worms occur in water. That's why the option is correct. Option is option D. Hmm. Fill in the blank. Produce slimy reddish deposits in water tank. And uh, we are blaming bacteria for that here. Okay, slime forming bacteria. Slime forming bacteria produces slimy reddish deposit. Okay, sounds good. Slime forming, then iron bacteria, sulfur bacteria, nitrogen bacteria. See, when we are talking about some reddish deposit, you should always remember iron, that is ferrite or ferrous, is somewhere responsible for red coloration. Okay, and iron bacteria is option provided here. Therefore, the correct answer is iron bacteria. It produces slimy reddish deposits in water tank. It has nothing to do with slime forming bacteria. Yes, iron bacteria may also be called as slime forming bacteria, but specifically they are asking about this coloration. That's why the correct answer here is iron bacteria. Okay, now we are at water treatment. Screening unit in water treatment may have. Okay. Option A, core screen. Yes, it is present. Then fine screen. Okay, this is present. Then fine screen followed by core screen. Means what they are saying. The stream is there. First is we are having fine screen. Then they are saying it is then followed by core screen. See, it is not uh, viable or practical. See, if a uploading debris is coming, is coming through the water supply, then it will be retained by fine screen and then what will be the use of this core screen? Therefore, this is wrong. Then we are having option D. Core screen followed by fine screen. Yes, this is correct. First, core screen should be there. Then fine screen should be there. Major larger debris will be trapped by, will be retained by this core screen and finer debris which are escaping the core screen will be trapped by this fine trap or fine screen therefore the most correct option here is option d option a is okay b is okay c is wrong but the most correct one the most correct statement provided here is core screen followed by fine screen is the correct answer micro stainers are used at okay intake point no they are using plain strainers over there okay at treatment plant before sedimentation no downstream of bar screen no we are not using we we might be using strainer but we don't go for micro strainers over there okay 
माइक्रोस्टेनर्स आर यूज एट अपस्ट्रीम ऑफ रैपिड और स्लो सैंड फिल्टर ओके इट इज प्रोवाइडेड एट अपस्ट्रीम ऑफ रैपिड और स्लो सैंड फिल्टर द करेक्ट आंसर इज माइक्रोस्टेनर्स आर यूज एट अपस्ट्रीम ऑफ रैपिड और स्लो सैंड फिल्टर ओके दिस वन इज स्टैंडर्ड कोर स्क्रीन हैव देयर बार स्पेसिंग एज नॉट दिस नॉट दिस नॉट दिस द करेक्ट आंसर इज ऑप्शन डी 75 to 100 mm center to center okay core screens have their bar spacing ranging from 75 mm minimum maximum 100 mm center to center okay another standard one maximum head loss through clog racks and screen is the answer is 80 cm remember maximum head loss through clog racks and screen is 80 cm okay simplest free fall type aerator is okay and the options are cascade incline apron slat tray and gravel bed see cascade aerator means stepped aerator where water comes and it forms splashes okay and while it is splashing oxygen gets mixed with the water therefore the simplest free fall type aerator is cascade aerator or which is also known as step aerator okay since it is having steps 1 2 3 it is called as step aerator aeration reduces fill in the blank from water because of which corrosiveness of water decreases and ph of water increases see the options are carbon monoxide co carbon dioxide co2 hydrogen sulfide h2s and ammonia nh4 okay see we just talked about how carbon dioxide mixes with water to form carbonic acid and if we are removing carbonic acid formation if we are preventing carbonic acid formation then water obviously will have its ph increased therefore what aeration might be reducing it is carbon dioxide since it is forming acid it causes decrease in ph of water and if we are removing carbon dioxide which is forming carbonic acid then it will help increase the ph of water the correct answer is carbon dioxide co2 gets reduced okay and oxygen gets induced in water because of aeration hmm compressed air diffusion in closed pipelines okay it increases dissolved oxygen yes do is increased because of compressed air diffusion right it removes taste and odor yes this is also correct it removes taste and odor it does not it do not remove carbon dioxide yes it is correct because when we are passing compressed air in closed pipeline there is no chance for co2 to escape from the water therefore it stays over there is it remains in the water therefore compressed air diffusion does not guarantee removal of carbon dioxide but it guarantees increase in do and removal of taste and odor therefore since all these options are correct therefore the most correct option goes to all of these hmm aeration may add more oxygen to water thus rendering it more corrosive okay let's see this tasteless no this is wrong addition of oxygen cause the water to have some taste it doesn't render the water tasteless free of iron and manganese no it is not right therefore 
the correct answer here is more corrosive more oxygen in water the water gets more corrosive fill in the blank which causes odor problem in water is removed by aeration okay the options are hydrogen sulfide carbon monoxide carbon dioxide and sulfur dioxide okay h2s co co2 and sulfur dioxide so2 see hydrogen sulfide is very well known for its rotten egg like odor okay see hydrogen sulfide okay it is the most odor causing gas and see carbon monoxide has no odor like problem carbon dioxide also has no odor like problem so2 is having no odor problem the answer is hydrogen sulfide h2s rotten egg odor is length of rectangular sedimentation tank should be there sedimentation okay length of rectangular sedimentation tank should not be more than okay let's draw a sedimentation tank first this is the top view okay plan view of <coughs> sorry of a rectangular sedimentation tank let's say this is l and let's say this is b the standard is l should not be more than c l should not be more than four times that of b okay for example this is one unit then it should not be more than four okay it may be 3.5 or 3.8 but it should not be more than four times that of b therefore the standard rule thumb rule which is used for the design of rectangular sedimentation tank is length of it should not be more than four times that of its width okay the correct answer is d 4b hmm in a plane sedimentation tank to increase settling velocity of particle what should be done depth should be reduced depth should be increased surface area should be increased or surface area should be decreased let's see a rectangular sedimentation tank here okay we are viewing it in cross section here okay this is cs and this is let's say plan or top view see if you want to give opportunity to the particle inside water to settle down then the length of sedimentation tank should be more than the depth okay see the particles are getting collected at this depth okay therefore there is no need to play with or to interfere with depth of that sedimentation tank what should be more is length okay but uh, we are not having any option regarding length therefore at least option a and b are getting cut there is no relation with depth should be increase or reduce okay then we are having surface area yes length is obviously in surface area because this is width and this is length l and b come in surface area and if we are increasing the surface area obviously we are increasing the distance of water to flow okay since surface area is increasing width and length as well are getting increased therefore when a particle is moving from this point to this and since the length is increased the particle has more opportunity okay let's say this particle one is going from this position and since the length is more it is having more chance to settle down therefore when we are increasing the surface area we are providing more chance for the particle in water to get settled down which is the sole purpose of sedimentation tank therefore the correct answer is c surface area of the tank should be increased okay not be decreased 
the correct answer is option c okay this one is standard alum as a coagulant in sedimentation process works best at the ph of okay alum as coagulant in sedimentation works best at the very normal range of ph which is 6 to 8 okay not 8 to 12 too basic not 3 to 5 or 2 to 3 too acidic okay the normal range of ph which is 6 to 8 alum works best at 6 to 8 hmm requirement of alum increases with option a is increase in turbidity of water obviously more turbidity of water more the turbidity of water more will be the alum required to cover that turbid particles the particles which are causing turbidity the flock required will be more therefore more alum requirement will be there therefore increase in turbidity of water is correct decrease in turbidity of water no it is wrong then decrease in temperature see the relation between alum requirement and temperature of water is something like this if the temperature of water is high okay temperature of water is high then viscosity viscosity of water reduces since we have seen in case of liquid when we are raising the temperature the viscosity gets lowered and when we are reducing the temperature viscosity increases now since viscosity of water is more then the flock has more resistance to settle down okay means settling kinetics of the flock are getting disturbed because of low temperature and high viscosity of water okay therefore decrease in temperature is also responsible for increased requirement of alum okay therefore the correct answer is both a and c increase in turbidity of water causes additional alum requirement then decrease in temperature causes requirement of alum therefore the correct answer is both a and c let's see objective questions of water supply engineering or environmental engineering one okay and the question in front of us is saying tintometer okay this device is used to conduct fill in the blank of water sample okay and we have been provided with parameters such as temperature color turbidity and odor okay now without looking at the option let's try to dissect this word okay what this is saying tinto meter even if you don't know the name of device now let's see what tint means see tint clearly means color okay therefore obviously if tint is meaning color then obviously tintometer will be pointing towards color test and the correct option is option b tintometer is used to conduct color test of water sample okay it is not about temperature thermometer will be there for turbidity bailey's turbidity turbidimeter jackson's turbidimeter nephelometric turbidimeter will be there and for odor test osmograph is used okay therefore tintometer is used to conduct color test of water sample okay now let's move to next question says permissible turbidity in water sample is up to okay maximum allowable turbidity in water sample is up to options are 5 10 15 25 particles per million okay the correct answer for this question is option a this is a standard one 
you have to remember this permissible turbidity in water sample is up to pi particles per million okay let's move to next question okay the next question is about odor and taste of water see odor and taste of the water sample can be determined by using and we have been provided with nephelometer odometer odoscope and osmoscope see nephelometer or nephelometric turbidity is regarding turbidity of the water sample therefore it has nothing to do with odor and taste okay now see odometer sounds similar like it may it might be using for odor and taste but odometer actually is used for measuring distance covered okay we will be discussing about odometer in surveying lectures sometime else okay now see we are having odoscope and osmoscope okay odoscope sounds similar to something like a device being used for determination of odor and taste but it is not the correct one the most correct answer here is osmoscope okay osmoscope is used for odor and taste determination of water sample okay the answer is osmoscope okay next question is about color of the water sample now color of the water sample can be measured on both platinum cobalt scale and sorry platinum chloride scale and cobalt scale therefore since both these options are getting correct therefore the most correct answer here is both a and b color of the water sample can be measured on platinum chloride scale and cobalt scale therefore the correct answer is c both a and b temperature of the water to be supplied should be between and we have been provided with temperature ranges 0 to 10 degrees celsius okay it is not possible okay because below 4 degrees celsius or below 10 degrees celsius it will be freezing temperature okay it will be freezing temperature okay 20 to 30 degrees celsius it sounds like room temperature okay standard room temperature then 30 to 40 will be too hot okay that's why the most correct sounding option okay the most desirable range of temperature of water to be supplied is and it is the correct one also 10 degree celsius to 20 degree celsius okay the temperature of water to be supplied should be between 10 to 20 degree celsius okay let's move on to next question okay in odor test the mixture giving first detectable odor is taken as okay and the options provided are threshold odor po value limiting dilution number or odor intensity okay all the four options here are sounding nearly same okay but let's see how the detectable odor is measured first a sample of water which is susceptible for being full of odor and full of bad taste is taken then distilled water samples are taken okay and then the sample is mixed multiple times with distilled water okay then the sample which has detectable odor okay after this water sample which is susceptible for 
its odor is mixed multiple time with dial oh, sorry distilled water then the first mixture that gives detectable odor is called as threshold odor okay that odor value is called as threshold odor it is nothing po or limiting dilution number or odor intensity yes dilution number actually we are carrying out dilution here but it has nothing to do with this term limiting dilution number or po value or odor intensity the correct term here is in order that the mixture giving first detectable odor is taken as threshold odor okay let's move to next question okay the next question is about turbidity okay now the question is saying turbidity can be measured by option a is jackson turbidimeter b is bailey's turbidimeter c is nephelometer and d is all of the above c jackson turbidimeter we know a tube of glass okay and then we fill it up with the water which is to be checked for turbidity then we put a candle over there okay it is what jackson turbidimeter bailey's turbidity turbidimeter is another instrument which is used to determine turbidity nephelometric turbidity is also measured okay therefore all three devices mentioned here jackson's bailey's and nephelometer are correct therefore the most correct option here goes with all of the above okay let's move to another question okay seriously turbidity again c question is saying technically turbidity is a major of okay turbidity is a major of okay let's see what turbidity means murkiness of water okay if you are keeping a glass in which pure distilled water is there then you will be able to see you will be able to see directly throughout the water if you are placing your eye position over here okay sorry bad drawing okay if you are placing your eye here and this is a glass container in which distilled pure water is kept then you will be able to see what has been kept over here okay whatever you will be keeping here will be visible to you through this specific length of water okay i am talking about length of water okay and if the water gets turbid okay then visibility of this object at your eye position will get reduced more turbidity more murkiness of water okay more impurities inside the water then visibility will be getting reduced okay now see what the options are saying technically turbidity is a major of murkiness of water okay sounds okay okay good resistance to passage of light through water okay resistance to passage of light through water we just talked about this one okay resistance to passage of light through water since light is not able to pass through water we are not able to see what is being kept over here okay therefore this is also good presence of colloidal matter in water okay colloidal matter causes turbidity but it is not major of something okay murkiness is kind of adjective given to turbidity okay therefore the most correct answer here sounds like resistance to passage of light through water and d yes aesthetics means how it appears obviously turbid water is not aesthetic aesthetic means a good appearance or it is all about looks it is all about appearance okay therefore it has nothing to do with measurement of aesthetic of water technically we can say if you are taking turbid water 
then if you are placing a source of light here and if the turbidity of water goes on increasing then this flame this light source will not be visible then the water will be called as turbid and this is the same concept same phenomenon used by jackson's turbidimeter okay therefore technically turbidity is a measure of resistance to passage of light through water okay we have made so much mess here let me change the pen okay we have got the highlighter okay technically turbidity is a measure of resistance to passage of light through water okay clear now let's move to another question hmm this one is standard one in color test of water for domestic supply number on cobalt scale should not exceed okay cobalt scale we are using for color determination color property determination okay and the question is saying the number on cobalt scale should not exceed and the correct answer is 20 okay the number is 20 not 25 not 100 not 150 standard one in color test of water for domestic water supply number on cobalt scale should not exceed 20 okay let's move on to next question okay fill in the blank causes acidity in water okay now see the chemical compounds here are carbon dioxide oxygen hydrogen nitrogen okay see when we are mixing carbon dioxide with water it produces carbonic acid okay remember the term carbonic acid this is the one which is responsible for formation of acidity acidity or presence of acidity in water it is nothing it has nothing to do with oxygen or hydrogen or nitrogen okay carbon dioxide causes acidity in water okay to determine total hardness of water following method is used yes for total hardness measurement we go with clark's method hennes method and versenet method therefore since all the three options are correct we must go with all of this okay again i repeat to determine total hardness of water we are using clark's method hennes method and versenet method therefore the correct option is all of this move to next question hmm presence of phenolic compounds in water should not exceed and the options are 1 ppm 0.001 ppm 0.01 ppm and 0.1 ppm okay phenolic compound means polyphenols okay and phenolic acids okay these compounds as the code says should not exceed 0.001 ppm okay remember it phenolic compounds in water should not exceed or should not go more than 0.001 ppm